Welcome to Up Next. I'm Gabrielle Boucher, millennial author and entrepreneur. Each week, I bring to you next generation leaders and millennial game changers to inspire you to change your world. Let's see what's next. Hey, everybody, it's Gabrielle Boucher here with Up Next. And today we have an incredible guest. Kendall Altmeyer is the founder of The Penny Story. The Penny Story is an incredible organization that is all about raising awareness and bringing solutions to human trafficking. Kendall has an incredible story, and I am so excited that she's going to be joining us today. Thanks for coming, Kendall. Yes, thank you for having me, Gabrielle. It is such a joy to be able to talk to you again. Now, I first met Kendall about a year ago through a mutual friend of ours who said, hey, this girl is crazy. She's amazing. She's so passionate and doing just some really cool stuff. You need to talk to her. And I did. And I was like, you're absolutely right. Everything you said about her is, is so true. And it's not only Kendall's passion, but what you've actually been able to translate that passion into, which is so impressive. So I'd love to hear from you. What is the Penny Story and how did you start it? The Penny Story is, you could look at it truly as a story. Um, I can start by explaining the metaphor of a penny in our society is so worthless. It is cheap. We see them on the ground. Some people bend down to pick them up. Some people don't. Um, They're pretty disposable. Sometimes you don't even notice them laying around or like on gas station countertops. It's take one if you need one. If you you don't need one, you can leave it. And we kind of took that penny, turned it into a metaphor of it being comparable to a victim of human trafficking. And how those girls feel overlooked, stepped on, stepped over, forgotten about, and just worthless to really all of society. And I had the opportunity to work with girls rescued out of sex trafficking in Eastern Europe. And I actually lived with them and spent day in and day out with them for multiple months. And I fell in love with them. And I could not imagine just moving back home to America and not doing something about the experience I had. So we took the pennies that we were actually finding on the ground and we started stamping worthy into the face of the penny, making a bracelet out of it, selling it and giving the money back to A21, the organization that I worked for in Greece. And that our first penny bracelet was made almost three years ago. And ever since then, we have sold close to 20,000 bracelets and have contributed thousands and thousands of dollars to A21 to empower them to do what they do well, which is trafficking and restore the victims of trafficking. What I find so amazing about your own journey is that you were passionate about rescuing girls from human trafficking. And human trafficking is uh, a topic that many of us, particularly in the faith community, are aware of. But rather than just sitting on the sidelines and saying, yeah, we really should do something about it, you actually did. So talk a little bit about your journey of, of starting an organization. I mean, why, why the penny bracelet? Why create, you know, something that you can sell? And, you know, what have been kind of those aha moments or challenges that you've experienced starting the penny story? So 
I will first say I am not a business person and I did not ever set out to start an organization. And I'm shocked that that is what the penny has evolved into. So um, I truly believe that what you have in your hand or what the Lord has placed in your sphere of influence and ability, if you would just steward it, you would be amazed at what the Lord can do with it. And so I loved the metaphor of a penny being like a victim of trafficking. And my heart just gravitated towards that. And so when I found actual pennies on the ground, I couldn't help but stop, pick the penny up and just pray for the one girl. And so I would ask the Lord to please bring to mind someone like one of the victims of trafficking, one of your daughters and picture her. And then I would pray for that one girl and I would put the penny away. And I kind of just saved pennies and jars. So I never, ever imagined that the penny story would evolve into an organization where we're actually selling tons of bracelets and giving money to A21. But it all started with just having a heart for the penny and as silly as it sounds, but stewarding my love for that penny. I knew the way I felt about victims of trafficking and how strongly I felt about the injustice of trafficking wasn't a human feeling. I knew that the Lord had put that on my heart for a reason. And so when I fell in love with the metaphor of the penny, I just did what I could. And all, all I could, all I could do for a while was pray for the pennies. And then those prayers turned into, well, what more can we do? Like I cannot have lived with these survivors of trafficking and fall in love with them as I have and just turn my head or just keep praying for pennies. Like all of a sudden, just praying for pennies I found on the ground didn't feel like enough. So then we just thought, let's just turn the penny into jewelry. Like surely people would want to buy a penny bracelet because of how symbolic it is. So we tried it. We just made 10 of them and we sold 10 in one day. And so we just kept making 10 of them. And before we knew it, um, the Lord had connected us with people with a larger platform than we had. And we started selling thousands of bracelets. So it was a very... Um, unforeseen journey. I never knew I was starting an organization. I truly have just always been obedient to what the Lord has put on my heart. And I knew that the feeling on my heart about trafficking and me not being okay with it wasn't just a Kindle feeling. I knew it was something from the Lord. So I pursued that. And now here we are three years later, and I'm amazed that it's an actual organization. It's a business now. With that, of course, there are challenges. Um, I feel like there's challenges every day because I don't know what I'm doing. I know that I have the passion for this, but I don't have the resource for me to do everything I want to do with the penny. I can dream and see what I, where I see the penny story going, but actually putting feet to it is extremely hard for me. And that can be very, it can be so hard that I make, I let it paralyze me and I let it stop me from moving forward and taking risk and saying, I feel awkward doing this, or I feel vulnerable walking into a bank and telling the bank that I need a bank account for this little penny thing that sounds so petty almost. And so there have been so many moments of me feeling vulnerable, not qualified, completely inadequate, and me having to say, I cannot let those feelings control my actions. And I do the opposite of what the feeling says. The feeling says, do not walk into that bank and do not try to get a, a bank account for this tiny small business that you're trying to start. But I knew I have to move forward with what the Lord's giving me. And that means I need a bank account. So I will walk into that bank and I will pray that the Lord gives me favor. And I will believe that I'll walk out of that bank with a bank account for the penny. 
So it's just things like that, that um, the biggest challenge has been my insecurities and my fears and having to not just navigate them, but kind of just walk over them and say, I can't listen to that if I believe that the Lord's dream is going to come true. That's what's so powerful about it is that you see that it's not your dream, uh, but it's God's, right? And that is something that when you have that kind of confidence, it's like nothing can stop you. Yes. But it's too easy to let those internal fears of, you know, hey, I'm not enough or what if I look stupid or, you know, I I don't have the right answer. And that's those are insecurities that cripple all of us. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and as an entrepreneur myself, every day you have those challenges of, you know, well, what if, what if I don't sound like I'm smart enough or, you know, what if uh-huh. I don't look old enough, you know, and, uh-huh. and you, you have those challenges and then every single day it's a practice and it's a muscle, like that strength That's is a muscle that you're flexing every morning. That's so true. And one of, one of the individuals that you've actually partnered with, uh, this last year was actually Christian recording artist, Carrie Job which yes. is pretty incredible. Tell me about how you you landed that partnership. Okay, that's a fun story. Uh, Carrie is amazing. We would The Penny story would not be in the place that it is without Carrie's partnership. Um, this I love this example of how Carrie and I got connected because it will encourage you and that if the Lord gives you a dream, you be obedient and he will get put feet to it. So when we made the first penny bracelet back in October of 2013, I was living in Greece, working for A21 or interning with A21 rather, working with the girls rescued out of trafficking. And we had made those like 10 first penny bracelets and people had loved them. Well, small world, Carrie Job's mom in a group of like 15 other women from Gateway Church in Dallas, Texas, had flown to Greece to experience the A21 world. And I was one of the hosts to greet them in Greece. And so we had dinner with these women that night. And I sat next to two of the women and had conversation with them all night. I had no idea that one of the women was Carrie Job's mom. But by the end of the night, someone had told me that the lady I had sat with and had dinner with was Carrie's mom. And I was shocked because we she had never said like, Carrie Job's my daughter. So as the next days went on, the women were able to come to the shelter and see the girls and play games with them. And they just fell in love with them. So naturally the penny came up in this kind of setting and Miss Sandy, Carrie's mom fell in love with the penny story and the um, penny bracelets. And keep in mind, this had been within like the first month of us creating the penny bracelet. So Carrie's mom offered for us to create, to uh, make a lot of penny bracelets and bring them to their women's conference that following May. And I was so excited because I had been praying for the Lord to give the penny a voice because I knew if someone could give the penny a voice, people would fall in love with it and we could give more money to 821. So within that first month of a penny bracelet being made, Carrie Job's mom offered for the penny to come to conference. And then when she got home to Texas before a conference ever even started, she was in her kitchen talking to her friend about the penny bracelet and penny story. And Carrie happened to be in the same room and overheard her mom talking about it. And she asked her mother what the, the penny bracelet was. And Miss Sandy told her and Carrie said, I have been praying for a way to support A21, and I believe that this could be an answer to that prayer. Please call that girl and tell her to bring a ton of penny bracelets, and she can sell them from my merchandise table. And we said, okay. So I was floored. We went from, like, we were going to have our own little booth at the conference to Carrie wanting the bracelets the instant she heard about them. So we made 3000 by hand, packaged them, drove to Dallas, and 
sold almost all 3,000 bracelets at that conference, and Carrie fell in love with it. And from that moment forward, Carrie took the penny story under her wing and really expanded its influence in a huge way. So yeah. crazy. It's such a crazy story that that kind <laughs> of faith of just saying, I'm going to do what I feel like I'm supposed to do and, you know, pray and believe that God's going to show up and do the rest. Yes, exactly. Right. And a, a friend of mine once, once told me a few years ago, she said, you know, I'll do the hard, but God, you have to do the impossible. Yes. And I like that. that's what, you're, you're doing every day saying, I'm going to show up. I'm going to do the hard work and the things that make me uncomfortable, but the, the miracles like God, yes. you can do that. Right. Yes. And, uh, and really partnering with, with the Lord in that. What I think is really so encouraging about your story is how you've been able to inspire in others, uh, a commitment and also to not only create a community, but really start a movement. Maybe share with us a little bit about, uh, some of the the moments of inspiration and excitement, and also to some of the setbacks of what that means to to build around a community that get excited about participating in the penny story. You know, people from everyone from putting together the actual bracelets themselves to distribution to even the marketing of it, but also to creating a movement from it that has almost taken on a life of its own. With the injustice of trafficking, the awareness of it has been quite large in our nation the past few years, which is amazing because trafficking has been around for years. I've read many books and research that says that the sell of human beings against their will is the world's oldest profession. So the fact that we have a rise on the awareness to trafficking is such a, a, I don't know, it's exciting to see that people are finally responding to this. So when there's a need, like needing to make and package 3000 bracelets. And obviously I can't do that by myself or me and my family can't do that by myself. We could, it would just take an incredibly long time. People are so eager to help because they are getting to contribute to the, the bigger picture. They're getting to contribute to making a difference in the world of trafficking. It is a worldwide injustice and people by doing their small, tiny part, by packaging some penny bracelets, they are making a difference in the world of trafficking and they're joining the fight against trafficking. So I was amazed when we needed to package these 3000 bracelets, the response of people to want to help us. So I thought we would have like a handful of our closest friends show up to our house to do this. And we called it a penny party and we told people about it. Well, we had about 40 people from elementary school kids to their parents and every age in between show up at our house and sit in little assembly lines all over my house and package penny bracelets. And I actually wasn't, didn't even get to be there. I had to be in school in Florida and my parents were doing this and they're sending me pictures of all these people that I have never laid eyes on packaging penny bracelets simply because they wanted to contribute. There is a, we as Christians and as people, there is an innate need inside of us to give to something bigger than ourselves. So when people hear that I can do that by packaging a penny bracelet, they're eager to help. And that is so encouraging to me because this dream, this huge dream of fighting trafficking and making a difference in the world of trafficking cannot become reality through me. It can't, it's impossible. So I have seen community rally around me and say, Hey, we want to be your hands and feet. Like let's, let's get under you and help walk this thing out. 
And so that's been answered from packaging bracelets to making bracelets to social media. I'm not great at social media. I'm not gifted with that. But I have had people approach me and say, hey, I want to help you. I'm really good at branding and social media. And I want to contribute to the penny. So it's just neat that the Lord really does instill in us this desire to be part of something bigger than ourselves. And then he has surrounded me and the other Penny team people with help in huge ways. So, yeah, I've learned a lot that you cannot really accomplish a God dream without community. But sometimes in the beginning of starting it, it seems like you're supposed to. Right. There's this sense of, you know, well, this is what I'm supposed to do, whether it's, you know, starting an organization like the penny story or starting a company. There's almost this, you know, I have to do it on my own kind of mentality. But as soon as you really get into it, you realize not only are you not supposed to do it on your own, you can't. Yeah. And it's, it's almost empowering just confessing that out loud. Like I'm not supposed to do this alone. And when you finally let go of control and see how others around you who love you and know you most and people who've never met you still get excited, excited by the vision and and come and surround you as well. Yes, that is extremely true. I could not agree more with that. And I still three years and almost three years into the penny being created, I still deal daily with challenges of trying to do it all myself because I don't want to bother people or inconvenient people or ask for help. So yes, that feeling and that challenge does not go away. What piece of advice would you have for someone who's listening to our show who has an idea and maybe it sounds crazy, right? Almost as crazy as, you know, selling bracelets to save people from human trafficking uh, who might be thinking that they, they aren't enough or they can't do it, or it's just an idea. How would you encourage them to take the next steps? I would say that if you have an idea that's so huge and seems crazy um, and it's some, it's giving to something bigger than yourself, and I'm certain it deals with people and the Lord's heart is people, then that dream and that idea isn't from you. It's from the spirit of God in you. There's you, there's Kindle in me and there's a spirit of God in me. And if when there's an idea that says, I want to give my life to fighting trafficking or to make a difference in this injustice or whatever your idea may be, that's not a fleshly thought. Our thoughts are, um, they're very self-serving and to make a difference in the world is a thought I believe from the Lord. And so it being in like seedling form and just an idea and a dream and a desire. I so believe that's from the Lord and you keep praying about it, but you also do whatever it is that you can possibly do at this time. And for me at one point, it truly was just praying about pennies that I found on the ground. And then all of a sudden that didn't feel like enough and I had to create a bracelet. So I don't know what it would be in your scenario, but absolutely pray about it and believe that the Lord has placed that on your heart for a reason. And if he wanted somebody else to run with the idea, he would have entrusted the idea to someone else, but he didn't. He put it on your heart. And so don't only pray about it, but do what you can right now with what is in your hand. And I have no idea what that may be. Um, for me, it was a penny and making jewelry out of it. For you, there's literally no telling. Maybe it's putting a logo on a coffee cup and selling a coffee cup. I'm not really sure, but I know that with the belief that this is from the Lord and he can do the impossible with my hard work, then you just do your hard work, whatever that may look like, even if it's small, it doesn't have to be significant to make a significant difference. That was incredibly encouraging and absolutely spot on. 
Now, I've asked you this question before, but I'm going to ask it again because it's my favorite question and it's what I ask all of my guests. So if Kendall, if the 12-year-old version of you were to meet you today and see who you are and what you're doing and, and see the, the penny store and the impact that it's making, what would you think about what you do? Oh, gosh. Oh, that's a great question. My 12-year-old self would be shocked, first of all, probably in disbelief that I am not the same person like because 12-year-old self did not have dreams and visions that I could do something that actually made a difference. So my 12-year-old self would be in disbelief, surprised, but very encouraged that I actually did it. But to me, I, when I say that, I didn't, I did do it, but it's the Lord. I think my 12-year-old self would be very thankful that I stayed in church and stayed pursuing the Lord, even when it pursuing the Lord wasn't easy and didn't always feel right. So I think 12 year old little Kendall would say, praise God that you kept pursuing God despite any setback. And because of that pursuit of the Lord, whole heart, wholehearted pursuit, the penny has been born. So I think 12 year old Kendall would be very encouraged right now. Oh, I think we're all definitely encouraged. So for those of us who want to get penny bracelets, which I have mine, it's beautiful. It's not just, you know, a, a simple bracelet. You guys have done an incredible, jo incredible job of making them look lovely. I mean, they're, they're really quality. They've got uh, their leather and they've got that really pretty uh, pearl at the end. But if someone wants to buy one, where would they get one? It's a website. So www.thepennystory.com. And there is a link that says buy your penny. And we do make them by hand. They're made in Gulf Shores, Alabama by a team of penny loving women. And when you place that order, we will be shipping it out to you within a, like one or two days of you placing the order. And there are also two styles. There's a style with a pearl and leather, and then there's a style that doesn't have a pearl because males wanted to buy the penny bracelet, which was amazing. So we made a style that is kind of unisex and male or female can read it. But yeah, on thepennystory.com, you can get your penny. Love it. Well, Kendall, thank you so much for joining us here on Up Next. Every time I talk to you, I'm so encouraged and very excited about you and your future and, and really looking forward to seeing what God does with you next. Well, thank you, Gabriella. I love talking to you and being a part of this. So thank you.